the swag out them boss. Good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Great. Thank you. you. Thank you for coming out to, I guess this is technically the third in this series of panels that we've had. So, to you and Geek, and this time we're looking at fandom, fashion, and the future. And I'll start with my left and have this lovely lady introduce herself, then I'll work my way down to the right. Hi, I'm Finchie. Um, I'm a fashion designer and I do custom costumes and I'm also a performer, so I make costumes that you can perform in. So that's what I do. Thank you, Frenchie. Dana? Uh, my name is Dana Worcester. I've had a blog and an Instagram for the past like, decade or so called Good Red Sorry, focusing on like fashion, game time, skincare, makeup, you know, all kinds of good things. I guess at this point that's generally considered lifestyle. Um, <laughs> As far as fandoms go, I'm not going to say that I ever really grew up with my deep and abiding love for Sailor Moon. I'm a romance reader, but sci-fi and fantasy are my faves, but fandom-wise, which is also when I'll slide in. Did anybody else also see the $15,000 Jimmy Choo Sailor Moon titles that just came out? I did. Very, very, very Jimmy Choo. Oh, that was Black Tony Stark? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm William Matt. Um, I'm actually a tech guy up here, but I've always been a fan of fashion. My fandoms are science fiction and fantasy. Um, I do love reading the classics like Dracula. I, I used to read and listen to Dracula, and I would go running early in the morning, and that Borgo Pass passage in Dracula scares the shit out of me every single time. Um, I would like to see men's fashion take more risks. Um, and even like I'm a fan of Westworld and even some of the forward looking fashion in that show just doesn't seem like there's a lot of risk taking and so that's kind of uh, where I fall in fashion Thank you. Side note, I watched Nosferatu for the first time like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly loved it. The updated soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a good but it's a good film. So I am a uh, government name, Elton Hawks, but the internet knows me as Webster Style. I am well, Webster Style, the man who wastes the fragrance. I am the proprietor of WebsterStyle.com and also the host of the Sartorio and Geek podcast by Webster Style, which drops weekly. The new one just came out this morning, so you can find it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, and I am just a geek who loves to dress in classic style, and that's where a lot of uh, this panel topic came from, and then luckily I have wonderful friends and colleagues that have their own opinions and perspectives, and we're here to talk amongst ourselves and also engage in the audience or with the audience as to what your opinions are of sort of geek style, fashion, and sort of the future. So I'll lead off with this question, and I'll start with Dana first. Uh, how does your fandom influence your style? I think it influences my style in such a way because it influences my style by encouraging me to stay true to what I love, right? I think growing up as someone who loved books that were not always the most popular, I had to kind of stand in my own two feet and be like, this is what I read, this is what I love. And that feeds into the fact that my style might not look like everyone else's, but it is mine and it belongs to me and it represents who I am when I show myself into the world. Um, I'm like so many people who live in the area of government contractor, and very quickly it was made clear to me that my style was different than what they had expected or what they had seen before. But it was a very positive reaction to it. So my love for Taylor Moon, my love for romances, my love for urban fantasy encourages me to 
stay true to who I am and take the risks when I feel that they're true to that passion. That's awesome. Frenchie, how about you? I'm actually kind of the same way. And because I can make my own outfits, I get to put in the classic cosplays with this imagination that just comes up in my head. And then I get to create something that's completely different, but you still know what it is. And so that's just, like, I love Marvel. Anything that's Marvel, like cat suits, like stuff that I'm wearing right now. Um, anything that makes you feel powerful that you can just be you, you know? You can just express yourself through what you're wearing and the amount of compliments I got just from wearing this, it's just, it makes you feel good and like you're comfortable and you, you enjoy what you're wearing. I, I like that. I, I, I think for me personally, a lot of what even I wear is all about what makes me feel comfortable um, as well. Well, how about you? Um, so. For me personally, I'm a entrepreneur, business owner, and depending on the circles I'm in, I have to dress fairly conservative. But what I do try to do is accent my fashion in subtle ways, like I wear a Tomorrowland pin. It's also one of the best conversation starters on the planet. Everyone's like, is that Tennessee? I'm like, no, of course not, it's Tomorrowland. <laughs> but it also helps my identity. Like, I believe in a much better future. You know, I'm very forward thinking. Some people think I'm Pollyanna when it comes to people. Um, I've also accented with the Tomorrowland cufflinks. You know, with men's fashion, you can't really take too too many risks. But people like to talk about my socks from time to time, and so I try to express myself in ways that you know aren't always ostentatious. But when I start talking to people and it says like, "Oh, what's up with this collar? Like, what is that?" And so like people just like, "Oh," they start just tugging on my clothes. And so I try to um, express myself as best as I can, but at the same time, be able to present myself where people can take me ridiculously seriously. Yeah, that's I think that's a great thing about being a geek and loving fashion is the ways in which we have the inspiration to interpret it means that it can be very in your face or it can be very subtle and those connections, those touch points that you make with people are totally dependent on whether you want to be a about it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's one thing that I love about very much um, with Will. Uh, I am I'm always dressed very conservatively, but one of the things I really look to experiment with is color and being more expressive with color. And with that, I've done outfits where it's like Wolverine-themed or Iron Man-themed based on the color scheme of whatever I have. And much like Will as well, I try to accent uh, as best I can with what I have. And like right now, I'm wearing Captain Picard socks because it's red and black and the whole thing today was Deadpool, so I had Deadpool mask and all that jazz. I'm like, okay, I need red and black socks. Captain Picard works just as well. Uh, but even with that, I would, this is still not too dissimilar what I wear into the office. Uh, really to go with whatever theme that I wanted to. But I, I want to touch on just a point that both made Dana and, and Frenchie made as far as that that expressiveness, that really being confident in, in who you are. And that's a lot of what uh, my own personal style code really does. It, it gives me my own Iron Man suit of armor when I go out into the world every single day. That's how I really look at it. Like, this is how I express myself. This is how I protect, me, protect myself. But this is also how I am able to conquer the world at large. So that's my take on it. So I will start with Will on this one. How, how do you think um, style options have changed for 
people in fandom, not necessarily geeks or nerds or what have you, but just in general, because we are living in a world where anime is everywhere. Marvel is dominating the box office. You know, it is no longer, I mean, we have spaces like this. We, you and I were talking earlier today, and, and mind you, I've known Will since my freshman year of college, which was 1996, so we've known each other half quarter of a, a, a century now. Uh, and they, this sort of space did not exist when we were in college. We were, well, I wouldn't we say we were odd men out because our friends were very much like we were. <laughs> I thought I was cool, but I wasn't. <laughs> but I say these spaces didn't exist back then. Now we look at it and you know, you have Blair Cons, you have Dream Cons, you have all the things that we love, everybody loves now. So how, in your opinion, has this explosion of, of, of geek culture to become the mainstream pop culture, how do you think that has impacted the options for what you wear and how you express yourself to your dress? So you, you led me off of this question even though I was wearing a space suit. wearing a space suit. So I think that for what we're starting to see is a little bit of a bleed over from you know some of the more modernistic futuristic stuff into just like everyday wear. Like all right, so black Tony Stark, like I'm a I'm a Tony Stark fan. I'm, a, I'm an Iron Man fan. He puts on the armor, he wears a suit when he's doing his AI stuff, but he, he also wears a jumpsuit. But the jumpsuits are typically fairly stylish, right? And so really what you're seeing, I think, is that things have a higher degree of fashion quality, even like a tracksuit or a shirtsuit. It's just, they're a little bit dressier. You can actually pull it off at work. You can wear it with slacks. There are times that I've worn slacks with like just a, a regular shell top as well. And so like you're able to do this sort of, uh, this sort of a clash between your, your fandoms as well as being you know dressed for work. Um, I did, however, see a dude in D.C. on a Wednesday um, wear something that looked like it came out of Cowboy Bebop, and he, and he looked like he was going to work. And so people are just trying to take the small subtleties out of the, out of the lapels changing, you know. Are you just doing something, you know, very simple on how you wear the thing, just give it a little bit more style and pizzazz? Um, I think, and I said this in 2018, I think Dana wanted to slap me, I think that women had a little bit more latitude to take fashion risks, and that migration is a little bit uh, slower for men, but you're starting to see it where you can integrate some of the things we see on TV in your regular clothes, but it's not so much as a jarring experience where people aren't used to actually seeing someone pull off the suit. Things, subtle changes might actually make it well, I think the pervasiveness, sorry, to like, you didn't ask me, but the pervasiveness of... What I wanted to address is the fact that I think the pervasiveness in fandom and pop culture in the everyday life has, from what I've seen, led to a democratization of fashion accessibility. So people are kind of like revving and making new takes on what they're used to or what they think is beauty fashion because they have access more to more options. And so people are selling, people are creating, people are making it their own, and then they're marketing it, then they're selling it. Like you go downstairs or into the vendor's hall and there are these really incredible denim jackets that are painted and panels on the back because it's now totally acceptable when people can do it and they can sell it and make a living on it. So instead of it being gatekeeped, with certain houses or certain particular brands, like 
not everybody can be Hot Topic or her universe. Like that can't be the only option. It's also not very size inclusive. So I think the fact that it is so mainstream now means that there are more options fashion-wise. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was gonna say with the internet today, you have access to so much information, so many outfits, so many patterns, so many ideas. You can take pictures and videos from the internet, mesh them together, and you have a whole new outfit. And like, and then it comes to materials. You can use spandex, you can use cottons, you can use warbler to make armor or crafting foam, and it, like it, it can be unisex as well. So that really changes the whole perspective of everyone has that option of having that suit. Has anyone that, seen Rachel Maxey on YouTube? No. She, she does a lot of like makes everything, but she had one on everyday armor. Oh, actually, I think I might have seen that. So it is warbler, but it's yeah. like, I'm going to build this like little, little ledge, oh, yeah. whatever those things are called. Or it's like just casually working it in. Well, she has somewhat of a vintage aesthetic anyway. But still, it's just a casual expression mm -hmm. going out into the world. Incorporating some armor inspired. Yeah. So it really it, it changes the whole perspective, and uh, it's just there's so much out there that you can create that you can buy. Now I would actually mention that you make both you make very well, all three you make very good points, and then we look at it that way. With how our habits have changed in the past two years before COVID, because of COVID, how has that impacted that aspect of things? Or in your opinion, as you say. I've definitely done a lot more research. And like with COVID, because we're shut in, I've had that opportunity to experiment a bit more and play around with different materials. And it's like, like I went to uh, one of the Smithsonian's and I saw the costumes from The Eternals, the movie, but I don't know the movie. And that also just gave me a whole new perspective on how to build a bodysuit, a catsuit, just pants, or like a shirt, or a vest. It just gives you that perspective because you're there, you're stuck. You have to think, you have to create, you have to get out of it. I think we all kind of saw the rise of the, the nicer sweatsuit. <laughs> As we were all at home, or like really good at leisure, whether you pick a brand that's like technically sustainably made or just something from Nike, who I love too, so let me not like hate them too badly here. But I think that kind of reinforced the casual absorption of fandom into the everyday life, because more people were in t-shirts, more people were in sweats, they could wear proudly on their chest and no one questioned them about why they were wearing what they were wearing or because it was like just what you did. I think about the fact that when I came here today, I was like, I'm wearing jeans and of course like hard pants and seals. Like, what am I doing to myself? Right? Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's so it kind of, I think, it, it showed you who your people were because they wore their stuff more often. But on the other hand of that, I got pushed so far into casual that now when I dress up, I feel weird. Yeah. yeah. I went through months of like looking at my face without makeup, and now when I wear makeup, I feel weird. I mean, I think that's the weird dichotomy that actually happened. I was going to say that, uh, I mean, and 
might be controversial, but it kind of was a laziness because people would just kind of wear whatever when they go out. Or it was the other extreme, it was like it'll be dressed to the nines with some really experimental stuff because, you know, it's the end of the world and a pandemic, no fucks are given, so let me try this out. Um, I, I think it just gave people a little bit of perspective in that we were all kind of freaked out, like, you know, who's going to get COVID, am I going to get COVID, a million deaths, but at the same time, it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to say fuck it, I'm just going to sit around in sweatshirt, in sweatpants all day, or fuck it, like, I don't care what people think anymore, and I think a lot of people have had that, and we saw that as well as fashion, even from traditional fashion houses where things are just loud now because people have been shut in for so long. Yeah, it's like uh, there was a, a fashion show, uh, I think it was Tom Ford or Tom something, and his entire fashion show was just these extra large sweaters just tied onto the models. <laughs> That's all it was, just extra large sweaters. And it's like, like, you couldn't even see the models. That's how much sweater was on them. Well, I mean, that's super comfortable, but I wouldn't go out with it. You know? But then at the same time, you got Moeve selling Fokuro sweaters for $2,500. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. That was the first that's insane. They did spirit away, too. That's insane. Uh, so I own a vintage clothing store. And the thing I've heard the most from customers in the last two and a half years is, well, but where am I ever going to wear it? Um, and the answer that I have come up with is uh, I started doing something that I call Fancy Tuesdays. So for mo much of the pandemic, on Tuesdays, I make a point of wearing something that I would normally save for a special occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a type of clothing or good jewelry or just doing hair, something that I wouldn't bother with ordinarily. And a lot of stuff would have sat in my closet for years otherwise. Yeah. I so, tend to tell people, put a denim jacket, put a denim jacket on that. Tool, silks, gowns, whatever. You put, right? Denim jacket, belt, add some boots. No, it's just like slightly casual. It's not like a little fancy jacket. It's in your pocket. It's even more. You have to go, you know, die a little, but you have to I'm one of the weird ones. I still got up and got dressed. I'm still sitting in front of the computer for my regular job because I would not get out of bed if I'm not getting dressed in the morning. I have a choice from pajamas to athleisure, okay? My girlfriend collective or Nike sets were a choice I made. So, I still think it counts. I don't have leisure clothes. Well, that's the thing. You haven't found the right leisure clothes. Because you got fancy leisure clothes, and then you have the stuff I wear. You know? Like, it's like I'm going to go to Target and buy a pair of sweatpants and a really crappy hoodie, and I'm going to be comfortable. But then again, I sew all day. Yes. <laughs> but I want to make a um, bring up something or add something that the day I brought up with that, that rise in, and even the French as well, that rise in accessibility and since people are home you see a, a lot more accessibility uh one of the people who really the panelists quincy from everyday cosplay um she is someone who started a business dealing with that casual wear that was anime inspired and i've seen a lot of, of those businesses come up because one there was a demand because hey we're at home and you're casual wear but two just like talk about that that fandom and really tapping into what we all love. You know, we're all here because we have a fandom. Um, and because we were all online. That, and instead exactly. of feeling constrained to the market right in front of you, you realized how many other people were out there right. who wanted what you were making or what you could provide. And these are things you're not finding in Target or Walmart, many, many places like that, but they're now readily accessible because we are living all online. It's a very great point. Uh, now, 
with that, you know, we talked about how we see things going now, how things have, have changed in the pandemic. I mean, what do you see going forward for, for the future? And, and Frenchie, I'll start with you. Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, with the way I see the world is that anything is possible. So as long as you enjoy what you're wearing, that's going to determine what path you're going to go down or what costume or cosplay you're going to choose. And then for me, I like to elaborate. So I'll redo an outfit over and over again and I'll modify it and change it. Like my, um, I did a Miss Marvel cosplay, and it went from a skimpy bodysuit to a full cat suit. And I don't know. I guess like as I got older, I feel like being more covered is the new sexy. Because yes, it's great to show skin. I love showing skin, but having that aesthetic of you don't know what's under those clothes. It leaves room for the imagination, and that's. I think that's important, having that imagination is what keeps the magic alive. I like that point of view. Well, how about you? What do you think we're going to so, do? So I saw a video last month of printable materials that like basically 3D printed objects. And so I think the future is that we're gonna to get to a level of sophistication. Like, like I design my own shirts, right? I go to a website, I get my wife to measure me, I upload the measurements and I can get all kinds of patterns. I think in the future, if the technology continues to progress, you can make up your own patterns and cloths and fabrics and textures the same way we kind of print blocks out now yeah. and create your own. Yeah, they're ready. There are websites like that. Yeah, but, but I think I think the, the next thing though is, is being able to experiment and then adjust and say, print this for me. And that, that, that newly created fabric could be something that has a different or a richer texture that you can then wrap and then sew and then make your own clothing uh, materials. Like that's where I kind of think it, it's going to go. Um, I just kind of think that one of the things with fashion is self-expression. And I think, you know, allowing people to express themselves is really where it's going to be at. Um, and so that's the future that I would like to see. I was, was going to say also recycled materials. Mm -hmm. So with, with what you're talking about, and I know there's also places like eShop Face, things like that, where you plug in your measurements and get a like of garments. Somebody does still have to like cut and pin, and so like we haven't really gotten to the point where a machine the actual assembly of a garment yeah. can be done by machine. <clears throat> and the labor end of things, the people who are actually in sweatshops making the garments that are getting turned out at a alarming clip are like. Like, it's bad. It's a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. It's very bad. I will say, so I'm kind of thinking about the future kind of like in two, two ways, right? So you have the more immediate future as far as there have been more discussions in the fashion here lately in regards to ethical and sustainable and what does that mean? Like, what does that actually mean for the people that are producing your clothes, whether it's climate or for the people in front of you or both? There are more conversations about that now than I think there have ever been, and I think we will continue to do so, just kind of, I think, the way we continue to talk more about size inclusivity and size accessibility and modeling and modding clothes so that people can wear them and express themselves. I would like to see that conversation keep going, but we can't always be Hanifa, who's doing, like, totally virtual fashion shows as cool as those are. But I actually am kind of watching. Does anybody else follow business of fashion? If you care about this, they send like they have an actual paid subscription to their like articles, but they all send you a wrap up like every day. 
Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens with fashion expression and fandom expression in the metaverse and virtual reality spaces. Um, because that seems to be, there's this really terrifying article talking about a reporter who was playing around a metaverse and then also immediately got sexually assaulted virtually. So like, yeah, that sounds about exactly right. But to give people the opportunity to choose new ways to showcase themselves that have nothing to do with the physical, I think will be intriguing to watch. Like not just fashion houses playing around with NFTs, which is another thing they're looking at, but I'm not gonna go into that. But to have that freedom, but I'm sure it's still it's gonna be a capitalism bent, right? Like is Jimmy Choo or is like Chanel, are you gonna buy the like that file to carry a Chanel bag virtually? <laughs> I don't know. I can see it happening. I can see that happening oh, too. I, see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can right. see it happening, but I think I think the X factor is is that with the right tooling, you may not what what Jimmy Choo creates even virtually may not be very compelling. Oh yeah, you know because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we can all walk and find a designer who's not Jimmy Choo and just be blown away by their designs. Mm -hmm. But I think that, especially virtually, the tools are so inexpensive and you have way more creative freedom that Jimmy Choo may have to compete even harder. It's kind of like did, was anyone at the Orlando Jones interview when he talked about TikTok and, yeah. and having your own TikTok channel versus trying to make it the traditional path in Hollywood? Um, the thing with virtual as you said, democratization earlier, is that it does allow you to democratize all of these elements, because it is virtual, it's virtually infinite. And so our brains and minds have all this capacity. We can theoretically out Jimmy Choo, Jimmy Choo if we wanted to. I, this, something you said about that, the whole metaverse thing reminds me of smartwatches. And for me, I never understood the concept of buying a watch face, because why am I buying a Bulletproof watch face? Or Rolex watch base for this Misfit uh, Misfit smartwatch. If that's what I wanted, that's what I would buy. And I'm really buying just the way it looks, and it's not really great. It's aesthetic. It's not really a compelling argument for me to pay five ninety nine for a watch base for a watch that I don't own, just so it looks like a Rolex. And that's the way I'm looking at what you're the argument you're making. It's a question you're, you're making was saying about the metaverse. But I want to even go a step further with that. And this is something that's digital, like actual in the space. But one of the things that we've seen try to take off in the past few years is connected clothing. Mm -hmm. uh, I know what Levi's had some what, connected denim a few years ago. Uh, you have things like the e-vest and things. But these things never seem to take off with the general public. And then now more so you have more and more um, of glasses, Google Glass pretty much doubt if it's without Snap has their spectacles. Yeah, but it doesn't work right now. Right. Glasses. Well I think they're still very expensive. I think they're still at this point they're a little bit bulky. And <clears throat> I think the people who would buy them are also very aware of the security concerns that you have once you like track yourself beyond your phone. Right. Like when it's in your glasses, when it's in your clothing, and you wear them every day. Right. It's like, that was, when you have to have concerns about whether your vibrator is connected to a Wi-Fi and what that means, <laughs> like as a woman, I went to a panel, it was terrifying, 
or excuse me, as a person who uses sex toys, go live your best life. So like, <laughs> if it's connected to a Wi-Fi, if it is like on a network like that, it could be hacked. What does that mean? And I just be dumb as hell. Right? <laughs> Agreed. But so, it's just at the bare minimum, we're in a, oh, sorry, not to go like real dark, but about the surveillance state, it's how many more things voluntarily we're gonna take on. I'm not worried about the vaccine giving me a chip because I carry a phone. Yeah. And your phone listens to you. Yeah, like, you have targeted ads. You have targeted ads for a reason because your phone actually listens to you. It's like I was talking about a cat treat the other day. I got five ads within an hour to buy cat treats. It's like it was just a random conversation, but my phone knew. It was Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, even ads that came up on, on Google. It's like you're monitored. In regard to the connected clothing and the technologists, is that they always seem cooler than it actually is. And it's mm -hmm. really, for, 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 any, for any garment, one purpose of it is to protect your skin and to cover your body. The other stuff, the additions of it, it really does have to be useful. And right now, there really isn't a killer app, so to speak, for connected clothing. Um, I do, however, find the glasses technology appealing now that you can get a pair of glasses that look like an actual pair of glasses. There are privacy issues with that. Totally, completely understand that. Um, but the, the idea of being able to have information delivered to me visually quickly is very, very, very appealing. Um, oh, a question? Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. Sort of question, kind of comment. Because when we're talking about like clothing and technology, I kind of always go back to Back to the Future. Remember when he was there and he had the jacket that automatically dried, dried itself and then it like adjusted to his body. And I really wanted like clothing and technology to go in that direction. And it's kind of disappointing that we're not there yet. Because like, <laughs> I like order a suit from Amazon and put it on and it measures me, custom tailored suit right there. You know, forget the gravity boots. That's what I mean. But that goes back to the other point that people are still making everyone's clothes. Right. As much as we love to like pop, like poo poo fast fashion, oh, fast fashion, it's like people are still making those clothes. Someone has tested as though you can do every single one of those. And like the degree to which I think most people are completely divorced from understanding how clothes are made is worrying. Well, me. it's also like in the company's best interest, right? That we don't know. Yeah. They don't want us to understand. Yeah. Yeah, and we will. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just to kind of comment, like, with the talking about the glasses, and, you know, making contact now the same thing, like, you know, working behind that. Like, we talk about the metaverse, but then what about the clothing that would have, like, the AR capabilities? So you could have, you know, you could have your suit on that you're wearing right now, but when I put on my glasses, it might be, like, you know, your avatar or something else that you're doing that kind of represents yourself. Or you could dress somewhere where it would be like stereotypical, like, oh, he's in the super professional suit when he's going out, but someone looks at your avatar, and that's some old, like, oh, what the, well, this is, this is some real lit stuff that they got going on here that might not be, you know, that you might not be able to display those type of environments and things like that, so, you know, I, I get what you're saying, like, the technology and that connectedness and the clothing doesn't serve a purpose, but a lot of times, for a lot of people, you know, you just kind of move behind beyond like the clothing just serving as a cover and it serves more of that representation but you know it's hard to sometimes show what you want to be all the time and still be able to do those kind of things and different avenues still 
when I left that point, we were just anywhere you want anywhere, because that's not. Yeah, because it's like, people are buying designers off well, I mean, but it's not even like the designers, well, it's because, that's because I think that's the flip side of it with the technology yeah. pieces, like, like y'all don't already said, like, Tom Ford and all these other people yeah. that, like, you know, I, I, don't, you know, I don't respect none of that stuff, because they can all copy a lot of older designs and display a name on it a lot right. of times and things like that, but now it's the, it's that programmer, you know, it's the person downstairs and, you know, Hall B or Hall C down there, it's a programmer that's setting you up with that suit now every time you walk around, it looks like you got, you know, looks like you got the Halo Master Chief suit on. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's just I just wanted to say you know? that fashion is like a communication piece, yeah. right? Like, so it's like how we're presenting to the world, so it's how we're talking to the world and how we yeah. want people to talk to us. So we, I think people would be willing to pay a lot of money. Well, and then that's the other thing is we have our sets of lives, right? I don't go to work like this. <laughs> well, you look I, fantastic, though. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I work in a financial corporate setting. So if you do all of this technology for all of that, I'm sorry. I don't need my international students knowing what I do. And it's like, it, then it becomes that private, you know, technology, great. The suit fits. You can put on the contacts and see the, and then... You just need some boss to look at it, and then all of a sudden there's these laws now that, well, you can't use this technology to. And it just, it's like a lot of things sound so great, so futuristic, but let's see. How has the world treated a lot of this stuff thus far? We can't handle it. We really can't. We're not ready for it. We're not there yet. So it's like, but but there's a but there's a converse to that as well though is that on the same token where you may want to just be able to show your true self you can also do the inverse and play the game and show them someone that they want to see in another environment and so if you're walking into your if if yourself is not the financial button down look for that moment of time that you're there then your metaverse suit can just be that role at that time, but everything underneath is the same. It's just another way of wearing the, the mask. You, you lose humanity. Yeah. You lose natural, human, instinctual interaction there. You know, it's the reason why, for myself, I've got tats all of my art. I don't hide it because I'm like, I am professional. I am professional with this. No, I'm not going to come in there with my little tails, <laughs> but still, for a good job that I'm doing, but do understand, I am not the cookie cutter either. So it's, it's finding that fine line, and it's creating that human discussion of, let's write somebody that has me, that's how to take care of business, that type of thing. I think like, if you go too far, then you miss the human. Yeah, we could yes. I agree with that. We need to go really far and say this is like a discussion then about like humanity, right? And as with the advent of like better technologies and like if someone only can feel and interact with something in the real world, does that actually mean that they're not human or not? Like then it but sorry, I don't know. I do dress like this at work, but A I'm self employed. And B that doesn't mean I'm gonna give my my customers my tumblers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's so parts of my life that are not for every single person that I meet. And having the ability to pick and choose who sees which aspects of that is something that I think we all want. And the, the drive towards you having your real name everywhere you go and every 
realm online or off is like bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't use my real name. I rarely give my real name. I always go by my nicknames. Just to keep to keep my privacy, to keep my anonymity, to to keep my family safe, my friends safe, just all that. So Yes ma'am. This, is, this has nothing to do with the whole wearable technology type stuff, but more so, like, since we are talking about the market stuff, how is it, how can you kind of, like, show your personality at work, like, with work? Because, like, I don't know, I just wear slacks and a polo, and I hate getting dressed every day because I'm wearing slacks and a polo. <laughs> 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 so, like, they talked about socks, so I would say... One thing about socks too does work determine what color your slacks are. Yeah. No, I I like dark colors, so gray and black. But you said you're not happy with your slacks. Would you be happier with your slacks if they were a different color? If they fit differently. I think it's the concept of wearing slacks, honestly. How do you feel about that? Do you have to wear slacks? No, it's just easy. <laughs> 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 there is your your comfort zone. You've chosen convenience, which is a legitimate choice. Not to knock this choice, but then I would say like. Have, are your ears pierced? Do you wear jewelry? Do yeah, I have my ears are yeah. stretched. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like bring things that make you happy into those other things that you would wear. It's like the classics. Are your are your slacks like textured? You, I mean, you could you could have slacks that have different textures. You could wear pockets with, with your slacks. Ooh, you could have fun pockets in your yeah, slacks. Yeah, you there's some there's some stuff you can do with slacks. That's why I used to go to Clear as a rat. Then the money that you put in getting them tailored yeah. makes a perfect pair of pants that you can afford. Yeah. Like, and that you'll love. Yeah. You'll be comfortable. You'll be cute. Like, I love the idea of fun pockets. Like, in your slacks, you pull that, like... And it'll be like, hey. Right. Oh, that'd be so cute. That's yeah. like the pants you're wearing right now. Yeah, those cool. are super cool. Thank you. Could you wear those? Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, <laughs> 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 could you wear something similar? Yeah. Can, can I tell you a secret? Dresses are one item of clothing. You put it on and you're done. Getting dressed. Yeah. That's actually less work than people think you try harder. That's true. I wouldn't wear with them. Yeah. No, I was gonna say in terms of like. Expressing your fandom, but also being professional. Back when I had an office, and, you know, thing. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things I love to do at cons is always buy artwork and you know, meet the artists and the And my office is like plastered with like all the artwork. And it definitely conversation started. I'm still dressed professionally, but it's you know, like let's be clear, this is who I really am. And people come in and you know, just around talking, it's like, hey, I'm at this artist and this is their process and art. And it's just like, it's not necessarily fashion, but it's still a way of like, you can still be clear about, like, yeah, I'm a nerd. I'm a also, this work takes me to be
wait, those were all Star Wars characters. <laughs> and the, it's, it's simple things like that. So many, I have a Chewbacca bag, and people are like, oh my God, you're walking around with Chewbacca. <laughs> and, and it's in those simple things, even with your polo and slacks, it's in the accessories. Especially because and men too, satchels, knapsacks, in their ties, the lapel pins, earrings, you know. And all I'm a big fan of what Will said about texture and fit. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think you can have a very simple piece outfit and have pieces that fit you impeccably that you feel good in, and then you will feel better in what you're wearing. But you have to put, like, you don't have to put all the time in the world yeah. in the front end. But it does create a little bit of work. Yeah, start yeah. with one item at a time. Yeah. Like just one thing to change that makes you feel like you. I'd say go buy a yard of really cute fabric and find yourself someone to make you new pockets for the slacks you already own. That's what. I mean, pockets. Yeah. I mean, or you could do like the lining of your cuffs because they're slacks. Yeah. So when you like turned up the cuffs, you had fun? Sorry. I will say, though, texture, I've learned texture is really um, and you can have a lot of fun just with mixing textures. I mean, I have them all black, but everything I have, what is a different texture, a different material? And it just gives a different look. It just gives a different look, even though it's all monochrome outside the tie. Um, and being able to mix and match different textures, you can really have a lot of fun with it and really change up the sort of style and how you represent yourself as well. And, and Dan actually said something about um, getting a pair of slacks altered with a different lining. So one of the things that, this is a boring one, but one of the things I like to get in my suits to get the lining changed, no one knows that it's there, but it could be fire engine red and paisleys or purple or anything else. But the fact is that I know it's there, and even though I'm looking like this, I'm like, all right, I got my red lining on. I'm, I got my armor on. I'm ready to go out here and do my thing. No mushrooms? No, <laughs> I had one brown suit in my life, and that was when I was 13. I I had a pair of pants where the, the, the lining in the pocket was a different color, so like in order to see, you had to actually show it. Exactly. It's really, a lot of this is so much about you feeling comfortable in what you're wearing and you enjoying it. Um, I know, and we all know that, especially talking about work, you have to have a certain dress code because it's working. You know, depending on your job, most of our jobs, you have to look a certain way, you have to conform, but there's still many ways to be self-expressive um, personally and in your fandom by, your, by extension within your job. And that's one of the reasons why this panel even started, because this was a conversation we had. I also refuse to say that business casual has to be boring. I agree. Yeah. So, like, I'm a big fan of color as well, but, like, I have a sweater vest with embroidered clouds on it. <laughs> I wear that shit to work. <laughs> what? Tell me something about my sweater vest. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, so, and, right? <laughs> I have bright red slacks. What are you going to say? I'm fully of, in accordance with dress code. So, the same have to be black or brown or tan or bright red. Or I have all those colors. Those are great too. But you can wear sweaters made of fur. I mean, we'll go full fur. Yes, sir. Also, like the fit of clothes can be unique to you. Like there's a certain like I found a particular style of slacks that I like, 
in and I just bought every particular color. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, like the way they fit, the length of them, you know, are they looking at tighter to the you know, the hips or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff, like how do you like to you know, wear your shirts, whatever. Just a, a fit that's unique to you and that could be part of your personal brand or brand, you know, your style. You could start with pins. Well, I have pins. There you go. Yeah, do that. It's like, so for me, so I use, I'm right. I collect pins. So, I got a problem. I got, I got, you know what? Never mind. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm French and I spent a lot of time in Italy, and I'm pretty sure I don't have a pair of blue jeans. Every single one of my jeans is either green, ochre, dark red, uh, gray, right? You don't have to conform to what society dictates to you. Because that's that's another thing. That's, society tells you and we have, you're weird. But we have don't more trust examples that. now to say that you're not. Right. Internet. The internet has helped with that. And all you're doing is you're, you're just pushing the limits of society's norms but yeah. in your own way. In whatever subtle way you can, you're just like trying to you're making them better people because they're gonna understand, just like that woman said over here, that like my cool pockets or my lapel pins do not mean that I'm not great at my job. Yeah. Or my colorful piece of clothing does not mean I'm great at my job. What about your sheet? I mean, we're, I mean, no, we can go on this forever. Everything else, right? So it's like book a consultation. That's it. That's it. I have black, white, tan. Brown, and that's it, and that's everything. <laughs> and that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I really appreciate this time. Because part of me is, like, I got into anime, I got into the family, like, a lot later on, like, I was out of college. Um, and that's kind of always kind of been a disconnect for me, like, how do I connect to the family and not always in the kind of a way. But just, you know, I'm still an adult. Like, I want to talk about the philosophy of the style a little bit and that approach to it. And to hear you guys talk about it like that on the same wavelength, like just thank you so much. And I really appreciate that phone back. <laughs> 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 it is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he, he was showing that sucker all off the day while we're in my space. <laughs> 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 I appreciate No, I worked for Coach, and it's the only brand I really believe in. And I oh, I first did a Coach bag recently here in Virginia, and I bought some other paint on Canvas. And then I drew notes on the front. Oh, that's cool. And so now it's like a spirited away bag that I... Like that one for $1,200 you put on your grip? Yeah, that is that one, yeah. Awesome. Because I did not have $1,200. <laughs> Something very similar to that. Yep. It's got the little mouse on the inside when the sun gets turned into them. It's got like little, um, candy stars on the side. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then it's got like a little um, little um, I'm going to go back to pins real quick because I, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is something, it's so yeah, simple. I have pins, I have buttons, like I, I have like this collection of buttons. I have like Care Bears and Cute Bears, like 80 stuff. And I proudly wear them instead of a lapel pin on my suits all the time. So I love the Atari one, but obviously it's a whole but, <laughs> and also, well, the Atari symbol is so iconic, but it's it just that red and that white, it stands out. It adds such a pop, especially if I'm wearing something like this. Like, you can't help but notice it. You can't help but have somebody ask 
question. Um, whether it's a, someone, it's a millennial who has certain association with Atari if they have one at all, or someone my age was like, yo, I had a 2600 with the, with the wig green and my first game was that abysmal Pac-Man game. Like, it's always a conversation starter, but they, they know who you are and what you're about when they see something like that. So even something as subtle as that can definitely pretty much wave your geek flag to everyone around you. And we have a little sewing thing that Greg, you could replace the buttons. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like awesome. if yeah, you have a well-fitting button color. down that you like and you want like different colored buttons, you can go for that. You could buy colored thread and sew on the buttons with the design. On YouTube, you have uh, tutorials on how to make like different designs, like stars, bombers, yeah. hearts. When you sew the button down. Yeah. Or like with your polo shirts. Yeah. Like, these are different. Yeah, the thread here is different. The, the buttons are different colors. Yeah. You could just mix it up that way. Or even to get different textured with buttons that have like daily buttons. Yeah, we're all super conditioned to like accept the clothes as they're given to us, yeah. and none of that is true. Mm -hmm. and, and none of it is like, not all of it has to be expensive or like arduous. So, but it's a thing that we're not used to thinking about. Yes, ma'am. Still, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> creative clothes to work, have you ever had the comment that even though it's within dress code, it's distracting? That's something you've been told before? I've had that many times. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's, and that's just, it's distracting because they don't understand it. If they don't understand you, they don't want to understand you. I haven't gotten it, but I think unfortunately it's like we're all stuck under like the capitalist grind. And so I would say if I had received that comment, it was an indicator to me that it had to be more subtle. And like that's not an answer that I like to give, but it's also the realistic one. It's like we're all stuck with it. But it could be something where maybe I was going too far too fast. And so to walk those steps forward a little bit more subtly might lead to an, a final effect that I'm more like, happy oh, this with. Is a girl <laughs> right. So my hair is this color now. Like so, like I said, government contractor, real super boring. It started with like a pearly kind of brown with like hints of lavender, and then it went like dark pink. This is red. Then it was just fucking purple, <laughs> and no one said anything. They were great, but it's because like, but I started with baby steps because I don't trust anyone. <laughs> so, but it so it might just be an indicator of that, and it also it still might not work because people suck. And it might turn out to be something where it's like your pockets or your buttons might be where you find your joy. And also don't forget, their opinion actually doesn't matter. Their opinion is more right or wrong. Yeah. So as long as you feel comfortable in what you're wearing. Except you still have to have a paycheck. Sorry. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter like, yeah, who you are no, authentically as a human being. Yeah. But don't get fired. Don't get fired. That's why you know what? I'm really dead down here. I'm really sorry. No, no, no. That's There's, a valid point. That's a very valid point. There's certain realisms that unfortunately we meet with people to all time. You have, yes, we have. But we haven't gotten to our shoes yet. No, she's an undergraduate. She's not already. I know, I know, but like. Dating, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, thegoodredherring.com, because I have not transferred over to my new.com. I'm Good Red Herring on Instagram and all other social platforms, including TikTok, so I do not make TikToks. I'm not as good as Frenchie. I'm selling more clothes now, though. That's like a whole adventure of like 
the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, so you can find me in all sorts of um, You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's just Jaimoda, J A I M O D A L L C. It's and if you want something custom, just shoot me a message. I'll give you price ranges and everything. She has great work on the customer. And Will. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at WillMap. Right, there you go. And you can find me at WebStyle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and underscore WebStyle on TikTok. Thank you all for coming out. Thank you. I hope you guys have fun. We did. Swag after and boss. Is that, is that Botop?